I'm Victoria, and this podcast is all about running, marathon training, and run coaching. It is packed with useful tips to help you grow as a runner. I am a 13-time Boston qualifier and mom of two who started running as an adult. I learned a lot on my journey, and in 2014, I launched an online run coaching business to help other runners. Now, we employ several run coaches and are one of the largest online run coaching companies. We teach you the secrets to reaching your potential in the sport of running. We give real talk discussing personal stories of injuries, setbacks, and PRs. Think of this as a conversation with serial marathoners who share the lessons that we learned along the way. This is the Run for PRs podcast. So the podcast that you're going to be listening to today about calming race day nerves was actually recorded about a year ago. Um, We were going to release it back then, but with all of the races being canceled, we decided not to release it at that time. Um, And we decided to release it now because a lot of these things are really important when it comes to calming the race day nerves. And you might notice the quality of this podcast isn't as good as some of our recent podcasts. Um, That's because it was recorded a year ago. And I am also a little bit winded on this podcast because I was nine months pregnant while recording this. So I just wanted to let you guys know that in advance because the quality of the podcast is a little bit um, rough at times, but I think there's some really good content that you can get out of this. So thanks for listening. Calming race day nerves. Worrying is suffering twice. We have all been there. We all get nervous on race day to some extent. Some suffer from more race day anxiety than others. We all care a lot about our running performances, and so that's why we sometimes get anxiety. We can put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we commit a lot of time and energy in our training, and we hope that it does all pay off on race day. So there can be a lot of pressure and high stakes when it comes to race day performance. It is good to to care about your running, but we don't want to get so nervous that when race day hits, we're just miserable and full of anxiety. We want it to be a fun experience on race day and not be so worried about hitting our time goal that we don't even enjoy the process. Today we're going to be chatting about finding our zen and peace in the days and weeks leading up to the race and even on race day itself. The first step is admitting that you struggle with race day anxiety. I like to find out what my triggers are before a race so that I can help what they are before they get worse. I have with me today Jason, who is a coach here at Run for PRs, and he has 20 years of running and racing experience himself, starting at middle school all the way through you know college, and now obviously as a road runner um, with 10 marathons under his belt, um, and also just coaching other athletes. For the last decade, I'm sure you have seen a lot of people who have race anxiety, some, you know more extreme than others and I think it all kind of shows up a little bit differently so some people you know they they get really maybe physically ill before a race whereas other people they just get really quiet and want their like alone time and 
um, don't really want to be talking to anyone, those sort of things. So there's a lot of different um, ways that this can be expressed on race day and even in the days and weeks leading up to the race. Um, so Jason, what are some things that make you know race anxiety worse for you? Is it something you've ever really struggled with or are you someone that maybe doesn't have it as bad as others? Yeah, I'm thinking back to you know when I competed especially at the college level, you know, the race day anxiety, it definitely was there for me more, more of like an excitement. Like I was never doubting my ability, but I was just, for some reason, my body was always nervous. So I guess my mind mentally, I felt, I felt pretty prepared to go out and execute, but my body just knew like that it was going to be hard. Right. So that was kind of making me feel a little bit on edge or anxious. A lot of the things I'd feel would just be maybe a little jittery or like, I just had to go to the bathroom, like over and over again. And so those are some of the things that I um, dealt with. I think over the years, I became a lot more, uh, you know, a lot better at just calming my anxiousness, um, especially doing road races and shorter distances because I just realized like, hey, the pressure is off as far as trying to place this place or trying to win the race or run this certain time because, you know, you're not quite as fit as you used to be. But um, when Thinking about like the marathon, that is just one distance though where I would still get um, a fair amount of kind of anxiousness just because of the distance, right? Like it's scary. It's it's super far. I know I've had I've had great experiences in the marathon. I've had horrible experiences. So I know what's possible, and I know that um, you could even go through several different um, you know phases or patches during the race that are rough and then that are better. And so just all of the unknowns, I think. The, the fact is I know I'm, I'm going to be out there longer than I would for a shorter race. So I think that scares me too. But, um, but now as an adult, my mid thirties, you know, I'm, I'm not scared anymore for any race except the marathon. Um, and I think that that part of, for me, it's just, am I going to be able to cross the line, um, feeling, you know, without like, I guess having to stop due to like cramps or whatever, I'm not going to be worried about, uh, being able to hold a certain pace. I think that the more experienced a runner you become, you start to worry less about like holding the pace. And it's more about like other factors that maybe are outside of your control. So I think that that is one thing to look, you know, look on the bright side about. Um, after three years and years of consistent training, I think that you'll tend to start to worry less about, you know, where your fitness is at and maybe more about some of those factors that maybe you don't have control over, like, like the weather or um, if you have a history of something nagging injury or something like that yeah I do think it's really interesting how you said like your body gets nervous but your mind is calm and I think that's maybe something a lot of people can relate to uh maybe five years ago I don't know if I could have related to that as well but hearing that statement now I'm like no that totally makes sense because we all have that fight or flight um you know response and so I think sometimes leading up to that race like when you wake up in the morning sometimes it's like you get that jolt of energy and you're like it's race morning and you, your body starts to just kind of, I don't know, maybe you get a little bit more excited or it just has that fight or flight kind of like excitement kicking off. It's like an adrenaline rush, I think is really what it is. So, you know, any other time you're like excited, like you're starting your first day at a new job, like even if you sleep horrible, like the night before you're still, you still have like that adrenaline that you're like running on. You're like, Oh, it's going to be new. And like, all those things, um, our bodies kind of will give you those competition hormones that, that go off. And I think they can either come in like one or two ways, right? So I think what you experience is it comes in and you know how to recognize it and process it. And so that adrenaline is like 
good. Like you're excited. Like, you know, that this is part of kind of the process and you're going to feel good on race day. And so I think your mind stays really calm because your body, your mind recognizes what your body is doing and you've done it so many times. You have that habit under your belt. So while you, your body might feel a little nervous, your mind has like come up with ways to kind of calm you down and to keep you relaxed before a race, which is really awesome. Um, and I usually, I feel pretty similar before races as well, but I think a lot of people, and even in my past, like struggle with, okay, you feel that response of adrenaline or, you know, the fight or flight, all the, the hormones going on. Um, cause you're about to go perform or, you know, before you get up to like speak for the public speaking, um, people do get like a surge of adrenaline hormones, whatever it may be. Um, but I think, you know, if you say to yourself over and over again, like, oh, I'm, I'm a bad public speaker. Or like, I, I don't like public speaking. Those hormones that you're getting are going to go to like the fear-based response and you're getting nervous and, and you're scared and, um, just, it, it goes to a bad place pretty quick, right? Like when you just, you have all these hormones in your body that are supposed to do like these really cool things and like help you like perform better than you ever could. Like that's what adrenaline like helps you with. But instead what it's doing is it's like going into this anxious spot in your mind where it's like, let's think of all the bad things that could happen. Um, so I'm just curious if you've ever had experiences like that, like maybe when you were in middle school, high school, or like in college, did you ever have a race where like your thoughts kind of went negative and you weren't able to control your mind? Or like, was there ever a time where you felt the fight or flight and it was like not a good one? Um, maybe even not even like race related. Has this ever happened to you like before public speaking or something? If it's never happened to you before a race. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely resonate with the public speaking one. Um, especially, you know, if you're giving a speech in front of like, um, parents, for example, uh, or a group full of students and you've never done that before, or yeah, you're addressing a full team, you know, and their family or something like that. I can, can relate to that. I feel like, um, the scary part about that is during your, the time you're supposed to be speaking, you can actually have a loss of words, right? Because the anxiety can cause your brain to focus on other things. And so you may say something that doesn't make sense, or you may not be able to articulate what it is you're trying to say. Um, the thing with running though, for me, it just, there was something, I never was that, um, um, you know, I never really believed that the race performance was going to be that bad. I just always knew like, well, as soon as that gun goes off, like I don't, you don't forget how to run. So you're going to go and you're going to try to execute. And after years and years of just learning how to run off of like effort and what feels like a, a pace I can sustain. Um, and then just getting, getting pretty good at, um, identifying like, you know, the different effort levels I should exert for various distances, you start to just become really in tune with your body and like how it should feel. And so a lot of those feelings do disappear as soon as your race starts, um, which is a good thing. I know I've had some warmups where I was really worried about like how the race would go because I just didn't feel well, like Mm -hmm. physically didn't feel well. And I think part of that was nerves, Um, especially I know my senior year, I, um, I had collapsed the week prior at the conference meet, which cost me, you know, the conference title. I finished in second place. And so the next race was the regional race a week later to go to state. And I just knew like, I didn't want that to happen again. So I think I felt really weird on the warm up, and I was scared and nervous. And 
as soon as the gun went off though, those feelings went away and I ended up having a race in my life. I ran 20 seconds faster and I didn't even have, um, that person next to me. I was kind of alone out there. So, and the race went well. So it was just an example of like how, um, the moments leading up to your race, they're not going to be necessarily be indicative of how the race outcome might play out. Yeah, I thought that was, like, really calming how you're like, you're not going to forget how to run. And it's, like, mm-hmm. so simply put, yet so, so often I think we forget that. Leading up to the race or, like, on our warm-up, like, we just are like, oh, my gosh, like, what if my body just doesn't work? Or, like, what if whatever? And I think we have, like, all these what-if statements kind of, like, floating on our head. Um, even in, like, the weeks leading up to the race, I think that's where a lot of, like, our nerves really end up stemming from. And I know you mentioned, you know, you get nervous before marathons still, which totally makes sense, but... You know, I think part of that is the what if portion of the marathon. So you feel really comfortable with the short distances. Like, you know, you'll be able to finish or whatever. Um, But when it comes to like that 26.2, it's like, whoo, got a lot of what ifs coming up. Like, what if I get injured or like, what if I have to make the decision to run through something that I think is going to, you know, be something that could not like end my running career. But like, you know, like you're like, what if something really bad happens and like, whatever or like what if I throw up or like what if the fueling is off or like what if who knows you know there's so many like things that just like start flashing in your head and I think when you're talking about a long race that you've maybe only done 10 of in your life like you start to to start questioning things a lot more and I think the more you think into it and read into it um, the more you can just drive yourself absolutely insane um, Mm -hmm. with all the what if case scenarios and kind of just bring them back to like what you said like you're not going to forget how to run like your brain is going to be able to make the decisions when you're in the race to combat any sort of like what ifs that are going on like what if like your calf totally cramps and like it explodes in the race like then I guess you make the decision when you're in the race right so I think sometimes you worry about these things that like may not even be realistic or happening it's like this rare like 0.01 percent chance of happening or like what if I get sick the week of the race like that's something that I've always thought about before a marathon it's like why are you even worrying about that because like you might not even get sick or you know and it's just like it's a waste of energy I think to to focus on the things that could go wrong um, but I think you know especially coming out of 2020 a lot of people just haven't raced <laughs> um like in a year at least or you know some people are nervous to maybe go in a group setting or to go run events just because all of the things that we were told a year ago were like yeah. stay out of groups like social distance um all the things and and I think you know hearing like oh it's a new normal and and then kind of going back to something that you used to do it can bring up even like more nerves than I think we've ever really had before. Um, so not only are you going into a competition environment where you're testing your performance, but also you're going into, you know, like a, a group setting in which you maybe don't feel like a thousand percent comfortable with, or it, it's just different. So even if you feel a hundred percent comfortable seeing groups, it's still going to feel a little different. Like your body's going to be like, Whoa, I haven't done this in a while. Um, so have you ever taken like a break from racing and then like, how do you kind of approach going to your first race again after, you know, a year or maybe two years off from racing? Yeah. Some really good points you made. I think, especially this year, more than ever, people are experiencing, you know, these sorts of changes and, uh, 
for me, it's, it's, um, if I, if I'm taking time off and I'm going to come back, I, I'm not going to put pressure expectations on myself. I might not even have like a, um, like a goal time at all. I might just go out and just run based on effort, try to have a strong finish, that sort of thing. Be happy with my progression. Um, maybe my goal would be to have my last mile be the fastest. That would be the goal. And then not worry about the overall time, that sort of thing. Um, so that's kind of how I approach the race. Um, you know, we want to train the same way we would race in terms of our mental preparation. Um, so remind yourself for race days, like, um, this is just me going out for another run and yeah, towards the end, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be digging deeper than I am used to doing. Um, but the workouts have prepared me for this. And if, if you haven't been doing enough workouts and you haven't been that consistent, um, then maybe, yeah, don't put the pressure on yourself to have a certain outcome for the race. But over time, you know, if you train like you're like you're going to race, you're I think that's going to help ease your your nerves. Um, I've never been one to get those negative thoughts really during a race. So I can't really relate to people that, you know, question themselves or like worry about slowing down so much. But I can say if you focus your efforts on trying to maintain positive thoughts during your runs, your training runs, um, trying to focus on uh, progression in terms of like effort and pacing. And that becomes your primary focus. That's going to build confidence and um, increase your mental toughness. And then the, that is going to be what transfers into um, your races. And you're just going to be a little bit more, you know, you're going to be able to run a little bit more at ease and not worry so much about, you know, going out too fast, that sort of thing. Plus, you you learn how to be a bit more disciplined with yourself, which is a good thing. Right. I think positive thoughts are huge. And I know that kind of sounds cliche to, like, say, oh, you know, positive thoughts um, but I mean, there's so much truth there and just being able to like maintain more of like a sense of gratitude and uh, just positivity is going to help you from going down into that downward spiral and going into that anxious mindset. So even just thinking about things you're grateful for. So like, Hey, like I, I'm healthy and I'm able to go out there and race and I have the ability to to run races this year, um, whereas they were all canceled last year. And so just focusing on even if that's your only positive that you have to bring, um, bring that, right? And just keep repeating that to yourself. Or maybe it's, you know, you've had good training leading up to that. Just keep repeating that one fact to yourself. Um, whatever it is that you have that is a positive repeating it over and over to yourself and focusing on those things is going to be huge or thinking like, Hey, uh, you know, someone's is going to be at this race or, you know, my, my spouse will be cheering me on or just focusing on anything that makes you have like either a neutral feeling or a positive feeling is going to be really important leading up to the race. Um, but at the same time, I do think there are some benefits to, you know, exposing, okay, like what really is your fear here? So sometimes if you have these anxiety, you're like, I don't know why, like, but I'm so nervous. Um, for me, I would say, okay, like, what are you nervous about? Right? Like, I like to explore like what's going on. Why am I feeling this way? You know, maybe the week of the race. And, you know, usually for me, it ends up being like performance related. Um, you know, like, I want it to look good on Strava or like I want to be able to be proud of my time or I want there's like maybe like a, a time goal I have in my head and I will be disappointed if I don't hit it. And so I just think of like 
what would happen if I don't hit that goal, right? Like, how am I going to feel? And what is that going to do to me, right? Like, so I just kind of like play it out in my head. Um, And then really, I just think of like, okay, that's not really that bad. So I shouldn't really be that nervous, right? So if that does happen, like what, what's going to happen in my life? Like the world's still going to keep spinning, right? Like it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I think just exploring it. Um, and then once you have explored it, just shutting it down. Um, but if you're just so hyper-focused on it, like, so let's say you you realize, oh, I really want to break like 20 in the 5k, like that's my goal. And if I don't hit it, then, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so mad at myself. And you keep repeating that to yourself, it's not really like helping you at that point. So once you kind of know what it is that you're afraid of, I think focusing again on the positives and saying, okay, like if I don't get it at this race, I'm going to get it in the future. It's just a stepping stone, kind of like rationalizing it to yourself instead of hyper-focusing on like putting all your eggs in one basket and like focusing so much on that performance. Um, So what are some ways, like if someone's really just hyper-focused on I think time goals really tend to be kind of like the big, the big nerve wracker there or blowing up in a race, whatever. Um, how does someone like stop thinking about that? Yeah. I mean, you brought up some good points. I think the big thing is, um, you know, mentally preparing yourself, um, like analyzing ahead of time, like what are your fears and reminding yourself like this is, um, you know, you're not just running to reach this certain time. Like you're running because of all the, all the other benefits and you like the way it makes you feel and that sort of thing. And, um, there will be other opportunities. So you're going to take each experience as a learning opportunity. Um, I think being, being honest with yourself and just assessing like where you're currently at and not being hard on yourself in terms of like the, the factors that you can control. Right. So you, you're not gonna be able to control if the course was hilly or if, um, the weather was bad. Um, but you can control kind of your, your thought process going in. And that's why I think like in your training, it's so important to establish the, just, um, the positive thoughts and those mantras and how you're going to overcome those negative thoughts and those challenges as they arise. Um, and you know, giving yourself, giving yourself a break, like bad days, we can't experience the positive experiences without going through some of the tough times and the bad days. So that's really something you got to understand. Um, if something doesn't go your way, like, like whether it's a workout or a race, like, that's okay because that's going to be what makes us better. Like that's how we get to the next level is we have to like learn to persevere through these challenges. So just, just really enjoy and understand that it's a process. Um, those positive experiences will come even if it feels like they're not currently happening for you. Just continue to, um, you know, believe in yourself and those, those good things will happen. Right. And I definitely think hyper-focusing on the time goals can can make things really challenging for people um, in so many ways. And sometimes just removing that and taking it completely off the table. Um, so maybe not sharing what your time goal is with, you know, Instagram or with random people in your life. Because if you feel like maybe the pressure is coming externally, like, you know, you if you tell people that you're, you really want to run a certain time or qualify for Boston or run sub 20 or whatever it is, and you don't do it, um, maybe you're just more like so embarrassed because you let people, you let everyone kind of know your goal and you like don't want to have other people like see you not reach that goal. And I, for me, that was something that I realized that was kind of, um, causing some anxiety for me several years ago. It was like, 
I would put so much out there and share so much that a lot of the pressure, maybe not anxiety, but I think it was more of like pressure was coming from the fact that I was like oversharing so many of like what my goals were long term. Um, And so then I almost felt like embarrassed to come back and like report, you know, what was going on. And so uh, I think, you know, if you have people in your life that maybe like don't really understand running or um, I don't know, like maybe if your spouse isn't a runner and you, you tell them what their, your goal is, they might not really understand. So like if you don't reach your goal, like sure, they're not going to like judge you for it. But again, they might not understand. They might be like, I thought you said you were going to run, you know, 20 minutes or whatever. Um, and they might say the wrong thing because they don't understand. Just like, you know, if you were to go out golfing, I don't know anything about golf. And like, I literally might just say the wrong thing because I don't understand like what's going on or like, like if I say like, why did it take so long or something? Like, I don't know if that means like you, you did bad or good. Like sometimes people, you know, (laughs) they just, uh, they say the wrong thing because they just do not know. Or like, I know some people will report they, they run a marathon and then their coworkers will be like, did you win it? And the coworkers, they just don't know. And they're trying to just socialize with you. And so I think it comes from like a good place, but sometimes we like have these expectations that other people are like have the same understanding of our sport as we do or of our fitness level as we do. Um, so one thing that I found that was kind of helpful was just to tell people like, Oh, I'm just going to do it for fun. Or like, I'm just doing it for fun. Cause there actually is truth to that statement. Right. So the time goals aren't everything. And that's kind of what I started realizing is, you know, I'm not out there to run the time. I'm out there because I like to do it. And so when I was so focused on, oh, I got to run this time and time, 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 and then you do fall short, it's like it just kind of defines what you were doing. But then I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm not just out there to run the time. I'm out there to get a good workout, to mix it up uh, because it's fun. Like I actually had fun. And so I think for a while, like I was afraid to admit, you know, I my goal maybe is just to like go out there and have some fun with it. And so when you take the the time pressure off the table, it actually allows you to explore other reasons why you're doing it. And so I think it's important to kind of look at those reasons also um and not not just so hyper focused on time goal. But I know it can be really hard to shift away from like the numerical focus of everything. Um yes. So yeah, Jason, how do you make the shift? Because I know like in college and stuff, I'm sure you were very like time focused. And for a while there after college, it was probably like, I really want to run certain times. And I know even now you kind of get caught up in that because for like 5Ks, you're always like in the 16s. And I think you've even like, you even have like a scale for yourself. I feel like you'll be like, if I'm sub 16, like I'm in really good shape. If I'm like 1630, that's good. And then (laughs) you have like, if I can't break 17, like you just have, you have like these judgments of yourself and your fitness based on your 5k result. And I think people can really relate to that. Um, on some level, how do you shift away, um, that focus? Cause it, it doesn't seem like it defines you anymore. Um, then maybe it did like the first time you didn't PR in a 5k or like the first time you didn't run within a minute of a PR in the 5k. Um, how do you like go base more off effort and still like enjoy yourself? Yeah, that's a really good point. I think I've just, I've, 
been able to better assess kind of like where I'm at. And as long as my performance kind of, um, you know, reflects where I think I'm at, then I'm content with that. And then I'm never too hard on myself just because I'm in one sort of fitness zone doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be stuck there forever. And, you know, the reason I like to kind of be in a certain shape is just because I want to, you know, feel like I have a pretty good foundation if I want to continue to shift my training and focus on something else. Um, I know it can be really hard if my training is like kind of near the bottom where it's been compared to comparingly over the years. So I know that that can seem like a long, like, like I'm a long ways to go. And thinking back to like the last two marathons, we both did even, um, which was twin cities. You ran it last year. I ran it the year before, you know, neither of us going in had time goals. Like I think our goal was just to, you know, feel good, finish strong. That was it. Um, you know, especially for me, the year prior or the marathon I'd done prior was Boston where I kind of blew up. So for me, I didn't have a time goal at all. It was just to run a progress, progressive run and complete the distance, right? Feeling good. And so I think it's okay, depending on the phase of life that you're in. And you talked about um, saying you're running for fun. And, and um, just because you're saying you're running for fun doesn't mean you still can't have a goal. But I think it's best to have a goal that's not tied to a time then or to... Um, yeah, like a certain pace that you want to try to achieve. It should be tied to more of a feeling. Um, and then if you accomplish that feeling, I think that puts you in, on a better path to, um, you know, gaining that confidence, but then also um, slowly continuing to chip away at, at future goals. <clears throat> yeah, I do think that's really interesting about, you know, going to races without, you know, time goals. And obviously, like when you did Twin Cities Marathon or when I did it, um, like we tried, it's not like we weren't like trying, but it wasn't like an all out race, like, uh, where we were like, oh, this time's going to make or break me. Cause all, most of our marathons before that were kind of like triggered, like, oh, I got to run to my potential. If I don't, then, you know, right. oh, I'm a failure. Um, and it's just really, it can be a really hardcore mindset. I think a lot of runners just put so much pressure on themselves to like hit these goals and sometimes it's just, it's nice to just take that pressure off, like, and just say, Hey, I'm just going to go out and run 26.2 miles, no time goal, just do it for fun. Um, and you know, at first I was like, no, no one does that. Like that's, that's kind of weird. That's lame. Um, and when I was at the starting line, uh, you know, starting the run, um, you know, what was I six, eight miles in, I ran into someone else who was apparently doing the same thing because she was like a three hour marathoner. Um, and we were going like eight minute pace. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you going so not so slow, but why are you running this pace? She's like, Oh, like, or I asked her what her goal was. Um, cause we started running together and she was like, Oh, I just want to feel good. And I was like, dang, like how times have changed because five years prior, we were both running a totally different marathon, which was the LA marathon. And, um, I just know she, for several years was like gun set on like, I have to break three in the marathon. And so it was like marathon training cycle after marathon training cycle, she would like put her all in. And then on race day, um, I think she would always run like three hours and like change like for seconds. So she was literally within seconds of reaching this three hour goal. Um, and I think for a long time, maybe it was just like, I'm sure it's got to be hard to like come, come that close to like this arbitrary time goal. Um, and to feel like maybe you didn't hit the, the goal that you ever, you know, established for yourself. And, and I definitely can relate to that because I've been there where like, 
you're, you're doing this marathon, you have this goal and you put so much time and energy into it and you, you give everything on race day. Um, and you feel like you gave everything that you had, but you're falling short of like whatever your expectation was when really you gave everything that you had. And so like to not be able to be proud of yourself for giving everything that you have, I think that's like a sad place to be, you know, after a race. Um, and so that's kind of why I, took a break from racing a marathon that year I was like I'm just gonna just jog or not jog but like run one and just have fun with it and so I thought it was interesting that she was out there doing the exact same thing and she was like yeah I've just she's like I'm just sick of I'm sick of you know killing myself on race day and then not being like happy or whatever not feeling satisfied at the end of the race and that just really resonated with me because I was like that's pretty much the same reason why I'm doing this um because like I want to be out there I want to enjoy it um but I don't want you know not meeting some arbitrary time goal in my head to prevent me from enjoying what I am doing and enjoying the finish line feeling because I felt a lot better about myself crossing the finish line that year than I did the year before when I ran my, you know, 313 marathon PR. Um, I just felt totally destroyed and crushed after I did the PR, which is interesting because it's like, you would think if you run a faster time, you would feel better. Um, so is that something that like you can relate to where you think like runners tend to get caught up in the numbers and really like that's not where the happiness is kind of found? Yeah, I think it goes back to, you know, thinking about the reason why we started running in the first place. And, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I think most runners start. It's not just about the time. Granted, we the time gives us a, a way to track and measure and to um, set a goal, but we're not always going to be able to achieve that time. And I think it's it's more important to celebrate other ways, um, you know, or figure out ways to celebrate other little victories. I think that that is going to be what can help drive us and motivate us in the future. And that may be just executing a race plan a certain way or, um, you know, maybe achieving a better race than we thought um, we could after just taking some time off. Um, maybe it's changing distances and focusing on something shorter or longer. And so I think, um, yeah, finding other ways to set goals too is a better. I think it's a. I think in the long run it can help us um, when we start thinking about managing just race day nerves and um, um, then we're not so hyper focused on on time. And I think because of the, especially in the last decade, uh, because of Strava and Garmin Connect, mm-hmm. like just putting it's put and the and Instagram, it's just put so much pressure on us to you know, obviously we want to share and overshare how everything's going with running. And then we, we play the comparison game and we're worried about what people who our followers are going to think. And that can put a lot of pressure on us. You know, you talked about earlier how a few marathon attempts ago, you put all this pressure on yourself to try to hit a certain goal time. And, um, I think the unknown is what is the most scary. Like we don't know before a race, like what that outcome, uh, how it might unfold for us. And, so that can cause the anxiety, obviously, but you just, we've got to remind ourselves like we're the, still the same person, no matter what, um, I'm going to control what I can control going to this race. And then when it's over, I'm just going to, you know, be happy that I was able to do it and be thankful for the chance to compete. Cause you know, when you were injured, that's one thing that we, and I think it, sometimes it takes like getting hurt or takes a, uh, something like, um, being un- unable to perform. I think that that can help us too with, um, uh, with getting back and with, 
being with changing our perspective too and our priorities of what really matters. Um, so yeah, hopefully, you know, this, this topic I know is it's wide, it's as wide of a range as it is for, you know, the ability runners may have, um, as far as like our mental mindset and where people are. And some people get really excited when they go to races. And sometimes that can just be their, the way their nerves come out, right? Like they come out as that person who's trying to fire everyone up and just be super amped. And, and really it's just like, they have to get rid of some of that anxiousness and that energy, you know, and I see it at the start line all the time, people that are just like overly eager, um, especially at the high school and college level. But, and then there's those other people like you talked about that just want to be quiet and do their own thing and go through their routine. And, um, I think just finding your balance and what works for you. Oh yeah. And I think racing nerves and just being nervous in general is something that all runners experience. So if you're experiencing these feelings, like just totally know you're not alone. Uh, we went to the twin cities marathon expo. Was it like almost three years ago now? Um, we had a booth there and all of our coaches were kind of there and, you know, you try to have a little small talk with runners here and there. And it just seemed like you could feel the nerves of the runners. Like they were not, they didn't want to talk about race day or like you'd ask them like, what's your goal? <laughs> Cause like you just try to think of conversation starters cause we're not the ones running. Like we're just, you know, and you would just almost see like none of them wanted to tell you they were very like stoic. Um, just a lot of like seriousness going on. And I think I was like, Whoa, what, why is everyone so, you know, intense? And then I'm like, dude, like they're running a marathon. Like they don't want to talk to you about, you know, like what their goal is, or maybe they're just not super excited about it because there is some fear, right? Like you're nervous at Expo. So I just started thinking about it. Like from their perspective, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like they're probably really nervous. Like they don't want to talk about those things because that's what makes them even more nervous, right? They want to hear like about something else. Like you want to distract yourself almost, um, at the expo. Like you don't want to think about your race. Um, and just even having conversations with some of the people, it was really kind of funny to listen to as someone is that close to the race and you, you ask them like, Oh, have you done this before? And then you start kind of saying like, Oh, like, do you have a time goal or anything? And they just start having all this doubt. Like they're, they say to you like, Oh, but I don't know. And like, it's, it's constant. Like, Oh, I, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Like all these doubts start to creep up and it's every single person you talk to. They, they sound the same. They, they look nervous. You can sense the nerves. And so I think it's just really important to remember that like everyone is nervous before the race and, um, totally normal to feel that way. And if you're someone who's like, I don't want to think about the race, just try to distract yourself. Cause really that's like what I try to do, um, in the weeks and days leading up to the race is what can I do? That's totally not race related. Cause I find that the more I talk about the race or the more I like focus on it or look at my pacing plan it just becomes so like obsessive right like I I almost have to like distract myself and pass the time by doing something else um so you know maybe it's a good time to like scrapbook or like crochet or whatever your hobby is like go ahead and do that like just uh try to put your mind on something else um sometimes like journaling can help talking with someone um doing some meditation uh, not focused on, you know, your race, just focusing on calming your mind and all those things. Those things can, can really help. Um, 
and just understanding and trusting that you did the work, right? So you put in the training um, and just enjoying that, you know, running is a journey and this isn't like the last stop on the bus, right? Like it's going to keep going. Um, You're going to have more races in the future and just to keep focused on the journey, right? So you didn't just do the training cycle to have a race time at the end of it. Um, you did it to, to grow as a person, to stay in shape. There's so many benefits and focusing on those other benefits, um, and why you really did it can be huge. And I think some people listening are maybe like people who really wanted to qualify for Boston or, you know, a, a very specific time goal like that. And it can be really hard to say, well, you're doing it for other reasons than to qualify for Boston. And I mean, we have friends that, tried for years to qualify for the Olympic trials. Um, and I'm sure that's equally as crushing to, you know, fall short. Would you ever think that, you know, your friend like Matt Bomeister, that he would ever think like his training cycle was a waste or the marathons that he did in 20, what, 2019, um, leading up to the 2020 trials to attempt to qualify for the Olympic trials and just falling up a few minutes short would you think that he would ever classify that as a waste of time, even though that was like really his only goal? Um, definitely not. You know, I think he sees the big picture and he right. sees that when he's training, he's, you know, he's happier, he's healthier. Um, he's setting himself up for, um, you know, the future and, and maybe opportunities in other races as well. But, um, you know, as you were speaking a little bit ago, my, you talked about the Twin Cities Marathon Expo and how we were there and we were talking to all these runners as they walked by, right? And, you know, for a lot of runners, they, they want to say their goal and then they want to offer an excuse right after, right? For like why they may or may not hit it. Um, and I spoke to, um, a man, uh, Alicia Barno, he's a Kenyan, I believe. And he was there, he was walking by with another guy and a teammate of his. And I asked him, um, you know, what his goal was, it's kind of the standard question. And rather than, you know, most guys are there not only to, you know, they're basically there to try to win. They want to, they want to win. That's how they, you know, you win and you win the more of the money and that sort of thing. And so what I didn't know though, is at the time he had finished second there the previous two years. And so the previous two years, he ran 210 and 212. And I asked him what his goal time was. And he said, uh, just to run 212. So he just wanted to beat the time from last year. And lo and behold, he ran 211.58. So he, he met his goal three years in a row. He runs within those two or three minutes. Um, and he won this year or that year. So it was kind of cool to just kind of see the confidence that he alluded. Like he didn't put any, he didn't make any comments about like, um, about the teammate, what he was going to do or about like winning. It was more just about like what he saw himself doing on that day. And I think, you know, believing in yourself and, and really assessing where your fitness is. I think that that, that is the key. And he could have easily said 209, right? He could have said, I want to beat the time that I ran here two years ago, but he didn't. He was real with himself. And I think we all need to be real with ourselves when we approach the mindset of our races. And I think that can help with kind of calming our race day nerves as well. Yeah, that's such a cool story. I totally forgot about when he walked by and we're like, oh my gosh, who is that? Because you could almost like tell, right? Like these guys are super yeah. elite. Yeah, like all Nike. He was super teeny, um, just looked so fast. And yeah, you you asked him, and I just, I remember his response was very, like, yeah, short. He was he just... He had a badge on that said elite as well. Yeah, so that, that yeah, yeah. We saw his name on his jacket or his bib or whatever. Uh, but it was really late in the day on, like, a Friday or a Saturday. It was, like, at a really odd time. He was there 
Um, he had like a little bag and I think he was with someone else and, you know, he just asked and he just very like confidently said like to, to whatever. And, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty short. He didn't make excuses. He, he didn't really seem nervous to me. He just kind of seemed like, you know, he was there, but I'm sure he had some nerves associated with that. Um, that was, that was fun. Uh, and I think we gave him a, like a run for PR sweatshirt or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was like, Oh my gosh, thank you. He was super nice. So I, yeah, I love seeing elites and hearing kind of like what, what their mindset is going into a race. Cause even him, I'm sure, you know, he was nervous, right? You know, you, you come in second place several years in a row and then there you go and you win um, unexpectedly when you kind of shift your focus. Maybe like his focus the other two years he really wanted to win and then he's like, you know what, I'm just going to go based on where I think my fitness is at for a time goal and whatever and then he ends up winning the race. So there's so many things that maybe came into play, I'm not really sure, but I do think it is interesting to hear that elites probably have the same feelings that you do. Um, and everyone there is just coming from the same, the same point, right? Like they all put in the training and they all want to reach their goal. So everyone's kind of going through the same thing together. And I think that's what makes racing really cool is that you're all kind of doing the race together. Yeah. You all have different, um, fitness levels and, and different backgrounds going into it. So it's really cool to just think of all the different people that are there coming together for one common goal to get the best out of yourself on race day. So just keeping things positive and focusing on the positive or the neutral things again is really important. Um, and yeah, if you ever have any questions or you want to chat with a coach about maybe a race plan or just thinking about getting some training in the future, we would love to get you set up on a free seven day trial. If you fill out the form on our website, www.runforprs.co, um, we can get you set up with a coach and started on a free seven day trial right away. So thanks for tuning in.